Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Mark chapter, or not Mark, Matthew chapter 28, um, starting in verse 16, and I'll be reading out of the Common English Bible. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus came near and spoke to them, I have received all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad you're here for worship with us this morning. And before I actually start the message, I apparently need to answer a little bit of a question. There's nothing in my intent in this message about why you don't use a chainsaw when you're wearing flip-flops. However, I will tell you this regarding the trustees' work day that is Saturday, September 12th, that will have work for everybody. There will be work for everybody but you probably shouldn't wear flip-flops. I've learned that lesson, and I just got a couple little um, sores on toes that might not even leave permanent scars, so it's going to be okay. Um, now, this is going to be the final message of the Who Am I, Why Am I Here series, and this one, it's still personal, but it's not just personal, because I really want to end this series with not just telling you who I am and why I'm here, but presenting a message about who we are and why we're here as a church. So that's where I want to go today. I hope you're ready to go there with me. Please pray with me. Great God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Because you, God, are our strength and our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. You give them something to eat. Jesus said this to the disciples in Matthew 14, and Mark 6, and Luke 9. It's in a story of the feeding of the 5,000 that's in all three of the synoptic gospels. So the disciples, you know this story, the disciples come up to Jesus and say, hey, why don't you send all these people away? Because it's almost dinner time. And Jesus says to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And you know, they respond, well, what, what are we supposed to do? Spend eight months pay to buy them food? Um, I, I don't remember what the other responses are, but they didn't want to be left with the, with the responsibility. But then, as it turns out, they have five loaves and two fish. And when they give what they have to the cause of Jesus, it's all that is needed. I remember this one time, I was in high school, and we were going to church camp. I loved going to church camp. We, uh, we had a church bus, and all the luggage went on, was strapped on top of the church bus. And we're driving up I-45 this particular Monday morning, going to Lakeview Methodist Assembly outside Palestine, and somebody says, hey, a suitcase flew off the top of the bus. Guess whose suitcase it was? 
it was mine. But the fun thing was, we didn't know that till we got there, and all the suitcases were coming down off the bus, and then I'm just left without a suitcase. Well, the good news is, actually there's so much good news out of this story. One, I had a brother on the same trip, so I borrowed some of his clothes until my parents could bring me a backup set of clothing for the week. Two, my suitcase was picked up off I-45 and returned to my house before I even got home. And three, I just love church camp. I always have. Even though I didn't want to go the first year of church camp, I went, by my memory, Richard, feel free to correct me, I went because Richard wanted to go to church camp, but I wanted to go to Boy Scout camp, so we made a deal that we'd each go to the other one's camp. And I went, and I loved it. And I couldn't wait until I got out of college and seminary to go back to Lakeview to give other young people the same kind of experience I'd had when I was in high school. And I got that ability. And I was so grateful. And two years into working senior high camp now at Lakeview, which is where I started, I realized that it seemed like some of these kids that went to church camp got all their spiritual nourishment for the whole year in that one week of camp. And so they came spiritually hungry and spiritually eager to be there for that week, for whatever God might have for them for that week, because it seemed like they'd barely make it through the year. Because as far as they could tell, their churches were not nourishing them spiritually. And the strange thing about that for me, with that realization about these kids was I found it was at least a little bit true for me as well. So I poured that energy into my leadership of high school camp in the Texas conference at Lakeview and in this conference at Glen Lake Camp because I had these rich stories of my own about what nourishment I got spiritually at church camp. And uh, uh, at least one person in our church has the same kind of memory of Bridgeport from the North Texas Conference. And I've got friends from the Southwest Texas Conference, now the Rio, Texas, that have the same kind of stories from Mount Wesley. And I don't know what camp experience you had when you were young. I hope you had something, but it probably had a similar kind of deep spiritual nourishment. But since that realization I made a couple years out of seminary, it became important to me to pastor a church that didn't require anybody in that church to go from camp to camp a whole year to get spiritual nourishment. I think it's on us and up to us and part of our calling as we're trying to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to offer spiritual nourishment every time we meet. So in what ways can we help you feel spiritually nourished? And if you're watching this or listening to this and you're a part of Ovilla United Methodist Church, you know this isn't just for you to give me and the other staff and the volunteers here a laundry list of things we can do for you. But if you're part of this church already, it's part of your calling as well. What can we all do for the world around us? Because we live among people who need spiritual nourishment. So what can we do as individuals and as a church to help people feel nourished? And right now, even more than normal times, whenever those were, 
we all are aware of our need for spiritual nourishment. So this final sermon of the series takes me to Esther. You remember the story of Esther? If the only thing you remember of the story of Esther is this one line, it's enough for me right now. It's for such a time as this, her uncle Mordecai told her that she was where she was and who she was. You remember this story, perhaps. Esther was able to use her power, her privilege, and her position to save an entire race of people. Because it was a very bad man that had kind of tricked the king into making a declaration that all the Jews would be wiped out. But Esther was a Jew, and Esther was the queen, and the king didn't necessarily know that she was a Jew, which is all kind of beside the point for now, because Mordecai, who was a servant of the king, explained to the queen, Esther, that it was time for her to do something, and she was able, for such a time as this, to save all of her people. We live among people who need to be saved. We live among people who need to be saved from spiritual hunger. We live among people who need to be saved from despair. We live among people who need to be saved from loneliness. We live among people who need to be saved from the horrible ravages of sin on their lives. We live among people who need to be saved from sin. And it's for such a time as this that we exist as a church. Because we live among people who need to be saved for the hope that we have as brothers and sisters in Christ. We live among people who need to be saved for the joy that we have of knowing that our sins are forgiven and the weight of them has been lifted from us. We live among people who need to be saved for eternal life, not just a promise of getting to go to heaven when they die, but the kind of life that they can live now with hope and peace and security in the love they have from God. And to know that, you and I have a mission for such a time as this. We need to give them something to eat. So when you and I in our prayer time go to God and plead with God and beg with God to do something for the hurting and the lost and the lonely in the world around us, I imagine Jesus looking at us like he did at his disciples who wanted to send all the people away for their dinner and saying to us, you give them something to eat. So will you join me as brothers and sisters in Christ? and figure out what it is that we have to offer to the world around us and offer it to them and give them something to eat so that we can be fulfilling Jesus' commandment to go out into all the world to make disciples, to baptize in the name of Jesus, and to teach people to do all that Jesus has commanded. Because you remember, the main thing I remember anyway that Jesus commanded is that we love one another. So would you join me in being an active part of Ovilla United Methodist Church, whose mission is to go out and make disciples, 
by figuring out what it is you have to offer, what you bring with you to the table, and offer it to those around you. And if you feel like, I don't have anything, I'm barely holding on to myself, the good news for you this morning is our God is an awesome God who generously gives to all of us who ask exactly what we need to get us through these times. And then the way it works, the way it worked with the feeding of the 5,000 is when the disciples were willing to share what they had and Jesus blessed it, it was enough for everyone present. If you and I are willing to receive what God has for us and share it with those around us, we will find by God's grace, it's enough for everyone. For such a time as this, we are the church of Jesus. Please pray with me.